I've got to be honest, I think that a lot of the time they don't seem to like you. There's a lot of hard work and there'll be, it's blood, sweat and tears. I don't know, you know, if I suddenly get a guitar out, is, is it believable? 23. Well, that's really shit. This is Your Welcome America presents Totally Scott Lee, episode one. I am Ben. I'm Fraser. Fraser Light Razor. And for the next eight weeks, we'll be recapping and reliving the MTV UK classic reality show, Totally Scott Lee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can watch along with us because all the episodes are on YouTube. Fantastic. Now, first, for the uninitiated, we need to tell you what the show is. Totally Scott Lee follows Lisa Scott Lee from pop supergroup Steps as she tries to forge a solo career. Along for the ride are her family, the other Scott Lees, as well as manager Nathan, and of course, Michelle Heaton. (gasps) Villainess. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what happened? Quick overview, what happened in episode one, Fraser? Well, I'd say episode one really set the tone uh, for what this show's going to be, which is the absolute savagery and (laughs) evilness of everyone saying horrible things to Lisa Scott Lee. Uh, Basically, we really get a look at where she's at in her career, and it ain't great. Let's do it. Let's get into it. Here's the story of a family. It's a game of make or break. Cause we all know how to get dropped. Lovely Lisa's got that solo. She's a rabbit bit dropped. Husband Charlie's understanding cause he took off the chop. He's left it to a brother Randy. He was dropped but now he's hanging by a thread. He's behind the show. She's still his top of the pops. With Nathan managing beyond his brother beyond. It's a nasty game of fame and it don't come for free. Okay, we're doing it. We're into it. Let's get going. I want to just say at this point in the show, you can follow us, of course, on Instagram. You're welcome, America. We've also set up a Twitter. (laughs) Yes, we have. I definitely know how to use it. (laughs) Our Twitter is You're Welcome USA. I think we have nine followers right now. So just, you know, let's get to double digits. Wow, we are social media influencers. We really are. <laughs> uh, here we are, episode one, eh? So the episode opens. Well, it's, I mean, I, I don't know if our listeners already know this, but we are actually television producers. We've barely mentioned it. Barely mentioned it. Um, it opens with um, <clears throat> a, cold, a cold open. Or pre-titles. Pre-titles. Pre-titles are what they say in the UK, cold open in, in the US. This is like the bit that happens before the titles. Yeah. It's like the little tease. So this was fascinating to rewatch again in episode one because it is Zane Lowe Ugh. doing a recap all about Steps. So it kind of setting up the fact that, you know, Steps were a big group, Lisa was in it, and now she's gone solo. Like, yeah. How did you feel about this? Well, so they set it up like an MTV news report, didn't they? So it's like playing mm. on a little television, like a little television screen inside the screen. And Zane Lowe's kind of reporting on it. And I was like, oh, okay. So he's going to just like set us up. But I was like, oh, this show is mean. Because it's from the so get-go, mean. the get-go, Zane Lowe's like kind of commentary. It's like he makes this comment about how they're in their 20s. And I think they were in the 20s at the time. So like... He's like making it sound like they're they're all lying about their age for one thing, which is like, okay, harsh. And then he's basically like, oh, they've broken up. And yeah, he's like, oh my God, everyone in the world is going to be so devastated because Steps broke up. But at least he says, well, I've got, I wrote down what he said. He said, adults, children, dogs, cats, goldfish, even the band members breathed a sigh of relief when they split up. (laughs) It's just so mean. What? 
And then also, also setting the tone of the show, when he's like t- talking about how big they were, there's a clip of Claire saying, yeah, Steps, we were like the Beatles in Belgium. Yeah. <laughs> Did you notice they were being interviewed by Edith Bowman in that clip? <gasps> Edith Bowman! <laughs> She's another great character to add to your um, Drag Race uh, Snatch Game list, by the way. I feel I like you could do a good Edith Bowman. <laughs> it would be so, so underwhelming, my Edith Bowman. I I wrote a note for this beginning opening and it just says, Zane Lowe is just for straight people, right? Discuss. (laughs) Well, he's for straight people and musos. Do you not think? Yeah, which I think is straight people. Yeah, but well, we're, we're, hey, we're musos. I know, but we would never call ourselves musos. No, we would never call ourselves musos. Only people that call themselves musos are straight and like Zane Lowe. Got it. I also thought with him doing this, I, I was like, he must have been so pissed off that MTV asked him to do this. Yeah. But I feel like now, because he has his whole Apple podcast deal thing that he does, I feel like now, if I feel like he might interview Steps now or interview Lisa and actually refer back to this as a very specific moment in pop culture and talk about reality TV and pop music and all that kind of stuff. Don't you think? Yeah. try. Well, also try and get on the right side of history because I think he came across pretty bad and pretty mean. (laughs) 100% agree. Zane, you're on the wrong side of history and you've got to make it up to us. wrong side of history zane Lowe. oh lord okay well this is kind of the this is the the pre-titles and then obviously we did just play the titles but so should we just discuss what the titles look like and have a little chat about those lyrics well you you tell me what it looked like because i don't know if you know this but i actually jotted down the lyrics did a lot of (laughs) pausing of my of my, my youtube clips so you tell me what this this title sequence looks like fabulous so it's like a it's almost done like a 60s kind of cartoon. So it's done a, a little bit in the style of like a, a kind of a wacky races. And you see uh, the Scott Lee family all in the car driving down the street. And uh, I think Matt, was who was watching it, said that the credits looked like they'd been made with Elf Yourself. Do you remember Elf Yourself? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is the 2000s version of Face App, <laughs> where you'd like put your face on some dancing elves. And this is very, it's very Elf Yourself. Why, um, what we should do is we should, we should put this through Elf Yourself. We should put the Totally Scotly intro through Elf Yourself. What, and put ourselves as like, what, Lisa and who? Uh, hey, producer Brie from the Drag Race Canada podcast said that she thought it looked like The Nanny. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's very The Nanny, actually, you're right. And I would say that it looks like The Nanny and then the the theme tune itself is like a direct kind of ripoff of The Brady Bunch. Yes, I'm going to I'm going to read through the lyrics. Read it. You know how in Crossroads when Britney pretended that she was reading I'm not a girl not yet a woman as a poem? <laughs> I want you to do it like that. And and like the words are are slightly coming to her for the first time. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay, okay. okay. <clears throat> so, here's a story of a family. <laughs> it's a game of make or break because <laughs> they all know how to get what's the word? dropped. Lovely Lisa's got that solo. She's already been dropped. Husband Johnny's understanding because he too got the chop, which left it to her brother Andy, who was dropped, but now he's hanging by a thread. At least he has Michelle. She's still his top of the pops. (laughs) With Nathan managing beyond, he's brother beyond. It's a nasty game of fame and it don't come for free, no. (laughs) Not when you're totally Scotly. Thank you. 
Thank you. So that really set up, because I know we have our American listeners and our, our listeners all around the world. That really set up who some of the characters were in the story. Um, yeah. I mean, it all centered around lovely Lisa, uh, Lisa Scott Lee from Steps. And she'd had a solo, because Steps, they split, what, 2001? Yeah. Did we decide the other week? I can't remember, but yes. Yeah, <laughs> about just 2001. blindly confirm. So this is a couple of years later. She's tried to go solo. She's been dropped a few times. So that's Lisa. She's got her husband, Johnny. Now, <laughs> Johnny, he... Oh, God. Please, <laughs> so, use his, please use his full name. Is it Johnny Chantel or Chantel? I can never remember. Johnny Chantal. Chantal. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, Johnny Chantal. So he was kind of always around in the music scene. And then he replaced Kim Marsh in Hearsay, which is a whole thing to get into. Hearsay were the Eden's crush of the UK. I think so, yeah. And he he joined like just before they got dropped, which is obviously the reference in the in the credits. But mm-hmm. famously, he was in the hearsay single "Loving Is Easy," which is mine and Ben's oh. mine and Ben's like friendship based songs. Okay, then that left it to Andy Scott Lee. Now, Andy is Lisa's brother, and yeah. he was in a brand called 3SL with his brothers. Yep, 3 Scott Lee. 3 Scott Lee. They had a great <laughs> song, Touch Me, Tease Me, blah, blah, which I think was a cover. And they got the chop. But Andy is dating Michelle Heaton <laughs> from Pop Sensation. Liberty X, formerly just Liberty, had to add the X for legal reasons. <laughs> so they were, they were just to really get into the lore of this world. Uh, so hearsay that Johnny Chantal joined the later version of Liberty X were the five members that did not make it into hearsay. Mm-hmm. They formed a band, got signed by Richard Branson, Virgin Records. Please everyone Google the picture of them signing their record deal with Richard Branson. He looks disgusting. Um, (laughs) So she, the kind of the whole focus of the show you will see as we go through it is that she's on a meteoric rise to fame whilst everyone else in this family is heading down. Not. Yeah. (laughs) I should, I should draw like a, like one of those pictures, you know, the thing where you have like the faces and you connect them like a family tree, basically. I thought you meant like a crime scene thing, like in Homeland. Both. hundred (laughs) percent both. Okay. Then we've got the manager, Nathan, um, he was originally in a group called Brother Beyond in the late 80s, early two, early 90s, late yeah. 80s. I think it was yeah. 80s, yeah. And as you see watching this show, he mentions it a lot. <laughs> this show really, really likes to highlight it. <laughs> well, you know, it's a nasty it's a nasty game of fame and it don't come for free. Well, not when you're totally Scott Lee. Really fumbled those <laughs> words, but you get the idea. So that was the the theme. We don't need to get into all of them right now, but just again for help for American listeners, who do you think the US equivalent of Lisa is? Because I was struggling Ooh. with this earlier. Because I know the other week on your Welcome America, shout out to the main the main pod. Um that's just, it's just me shouting out to ourselves. Perfect. We'll shout out back on the when we record that later. <laughs> it's like a question and answer echo sesh. So <laughs> we, we you very, very expertly decided that steps, the US equivalent of steps was High School Musical meets the 18s. So then yeah. I was thinking, does that mean Lisa is like um, Ashley Vanessa Tisdale? Ashley Tisdale? Yeah, because I think, I think Vanessa Hudgens is far too successful. I think we have to, we're, we're kind of thinking more the tears, I think. Okay. Or maybe I'd, I'd think actually lower down, it would be one of those girls that wasn't one of the main ones. It was like 
There was that girl that was like the nerd, maybe her. Wait, wait, wait. Did the nerd have braces? I can't remember. (laughs) Because you know, if the nerd had braces, that would line up perfectly with Lisa's blue braces. So post the credits, there was kind of like a a little quick segment, wasn't there? This There was no, because I tried to, I broke these down into what I'm now referring to as scenelets. Because they were not scenes, because they were very short. <laughs> they were scenelets. hundred percent. I did the same thing. Yeah, this it, a little thing came up on screen. It's like October two thousand and four, and it's five weeks until the single release, isn't yes. it? Yeah, and it says, and then they they captioned it Lisa's second solo deal. <laughs> so she she must have been dropped from her previous solo deal. She's on the solo deal. She's five weeks away from releasing Get It On, which was a song she did in conjunction with or like connected to Ministry of Sound. In conjunction with, in conjunction with, no, it's the Intenso project, which I was really uh, not sure about what exactly mm. the Intenso project was. Did you manage to get any information on the Intenso project? <laughs> I, I, I believe it's still going, that project. That project has not been completed and handed in and, and marked. But wait a minute, they, I think they were signed to Ministry of Sound because this is like a, a Ministry of Sound single. Right. Okay. 100%. Because I... I had this single. I bought this single way after it was released because I always quite liked it. Wow. Um, so I'm just going to just quickly tell you, the Intenso Project are an English electronic musical group consisting of vocalist Ben Ofadu, DJ Rods, and... Wait, 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 Ben, ben Ofadu? We know yeah, who he is. Yep. <laughs> ben Ofadu is one half of... Well, he's actually one half of two two different things. He's oh. one half of Fats and Small of the song, Hey... What's wrong with you? you. (laughs) And then also one half of celebrity couple Ben Overdue and Vanessa (laughs) Phelps. Who is the US (laughs) equivalent of Vanessa (laughs) Phelps? She's like, kind of like, like a non-legal Nancy Grace. The thing about Vanessa Phelps is that she's actually really quite intelligent. Yeah, but she's kind of got that like intense... She's kind of got like a, it's like Nancy Grace or like, who's that racist chef? Oh, um, um, oh my God. Yes. Paula Dean. <laughs> Paula Dean. She's like a, she's like a non-skill specific Paula Dean or Nancy Grace, like a terrifying woman of a certain age who's like strong and powerful and intelligent and really funny and like a gay icon. And is now all over like talk radio. LB, it's very yeah. LBC, LBC. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Oh God. Okay. So well, here's the thing. So she... When we pick up in episode one, Lisa's about to release Get It On, okay? How do you feel yeah. about this song? Um, it's fine. I liked her first single that she got dropped from, Lately. I didn't mind Lately. It was very, like, Danny Minogue, it put the was... needle on. Yeah, put the needle on it. Um, I begin to wonder, era. It was all, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know um, which episode it was in, because I did watch a couple of these just to get ahead of myself, but there is just a really small little moment in one of the scenelets where she's leaving her TV performance. Oh, no, we get, we get, save that for episode two. I know what you're saying. (laughs) That's episode two. Let's just say lately, lately does a, does a bit of a a TBT in the next episode. Okay. (laughs) What, what I like, do you know what I thought was funny about Get It On as a song? Like it's a bit of a shitty, but fun song. The music video, I love a, I love a, a sexy garage moment slash yes. garage moment. Shout out to our Girls Aloud episode where we discussed long, hot summer for about oh. a thousand years. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was long. It was a long and hot summer, so it kept <laughs> going on. Um, but what I love about this song is it has the lyrics, because I want to hear my record on the radio, Get It On. Oh no, I didn't know that. Yeah, we'll, oh, come, we'll come back tough. to that lyric, won't we? Oh, God, I mean talk about foreshadowing for this whole show 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Shall we go have a biscuit with Nana? <laughs> yep. Are we going to head to the seamlet visit to Nana, as I called it? What did you call it? Visiting Nana in Wales. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I think this is a very important part of it, actually, because I think she has a very strange accent if you're not from the UK, I would say, because she's, it says that they go to visit their Nana in Rill, which is North Wales. And North Wales has a very specific accent that isn't as Welsh as people think it is. Mm. So like Welsh, the Welsh accent that people do, like the kind of stereotypical Welsh accent is very like South Wales, like the valleys and all that kind of stuff. But she has a very particular North Wales accent, very real kind of Wrexham. <laughs> right. Get, she's very, like, she's very, like, she's very flat and just speaks in one sort of level. And even if she's super excited or, or really upset, it's all just oh, the same. Yeah. It's all oh. just the same. Oh, um, I mean, again, if you want to know more about Wales, uh, shout out to the, the Charlotte Church episode of Your Welcome America. <laughs> so many shout outs to our, so our own work. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're in, we're in Nana's house in Wales having tea and biscuits. Who's there <laughs> in this scenelet? <laughs> so we're in this scenelet, the stars are, well, first of all, the, the, the main star of the scenelet is Nana's dog. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't catch the dog's name. Um, so Nana's dog, Nana, we've got Lisa and she's brought along Andy and Michelle. Now this scene... In case you weren't sure about how this show was going to be, especially towards the tone of it towards Lisa, this scene really, really gave it to her hard and nasty. So, (laughs) (laughs) well, let me just say my first note was about Michelle Heaton's hair. I said that she looked like a cavewoman. (laughs) It was like this kind of... But it was like a stripy... It was like a stripy kind of... (laughs) A striped badger meets a cavewoman. Yeah, I I also I really appreciate that period of time when people would wear like really big, like women would would wear really big like flared jeans that were tight up top, but then very flared at the bottom, but then wear it with like a spiky stiletto heel. Yeah, just like yeah, peeking out the bottom, the front of your kind of yeah, like a (laughs) oh yeah, (laughs) love that. So I just say before we get into the kind of full themes of it, just within this scenelet, there is a rivalry, which we only really get to see within this scenelet, which is between Michelle and Nana's dog. So at one point, (laughs) Nana's dog is trying to get onto like, I think trying to drink the tea out of Michelle's mug or something or eat one of her biscuits. And Michelle looks directly down the barrel of the camera and goes, ugh. (laughs) Michelle hates this dog. Yeah, thus thus cementing her role in the show, which is uh, villain Michelle, as I'm calling her. And also they very subtly set up a bit of a comparison slash rivalry between Michelle and Lisa. Now, bearing in mind at this point, Lisa's been in steps and has clearly made a, a, a couple, at least a couple of million pounds, I would say, at least. Oof, I'm and not sure what's left. I don't know. Um, I trust Lee. Remember, she ended up investing in Dubai. I think she was fine. Anyway. Um, <laughs> well, like, just investing in Dubai. She bought she bought an island. <laughs> no, but like, she bought one of those, remember those islands, like the world in Dubai. Oh, yes. oh yeah. So do you think she bought like Wales? I, ho- I hope so. Just, <laughs> just North Wales. Just North Wales, to your point. <laughs> so Nana asks, like, Michelle, oh, I haven't seen you recently, Michelle. What are you up to? And uh, Michelle's like, oh, yeah, we're really busy. We're recording the album. And then Nana's like, oh, Lisa, what are you up to? And she's like, oh, I'm just busy with the single. So it's kind of like setting up the fact that yeah. Michelle is like, she's in a position where, like, they're recording a full-length album, whereas Lisa's out and about just trying to get people to buy this one song. It was just well, a very subtle little thing they were picking up there. And then this is, this is when we get... Um, one of the most kind of tragic scenes of television, which is where when Lisa opens a jiffy bag 
and getting out like a DVD <laughs> to show Nana her new music video. Oh God, this this broke my heart. So like Michelle's sitting there, like, you know, she's just signed that record deal. They're throwing money at Liberty X to make, you know, pretty expensive music videos, especially that first album. I feel like Got to Have Your Love was filmed in like Barbados or something. And yeah. then Lisa's, Lisa can't get the TV to work. <laughs> She's Strugg- she struggling with those remotes. She really is. She can't get that. Um, she can't get the input right, can she? <laughs> the input or the output. She's struggling with that. And then, and then while they're watching the video, she tells Nana that she paid for it all herself. I know, all completely self-funded. Oh there was also God. a moment where where Nana just says, um, uh, like it's clearly being interviewed just separately, and Nana says, "This because there's lots of pictures of Lisa and steps everywhere." And Nana's like, "Oh yeah, we keep these pictures round for her. She likes to think we take an interest." That's a direct quote from Nana. I I think that I wrote down the word savage so many times in my notes for this episode, and I feel like this is just yet again another another example of everyone just digging the knife into Lisa in every single moment that they can I within know. the editing and within the actual people saying things to her face. <laughs> and then and then also at the end of the video, um the video just ends and her brother Andy just says, Brilliant. And yeah, Michelle gets bored. I was about to say they did an extreme zoom where she's leaning on Andy's shoulder and she literally goes like She's like, oh, wow. She's like, wow, Andy, your sister's video is shit. <laughs> Moving on to the next scene, let's two, two weeks until single release. <laughs> I, I called this scene like, club gigs. <laughs> I, I, wrote, I wrote gigs then, G-A-Y? <laughs> so, so there's lots of like, Im- lots of like scenes here with like shots of like UK motorways. Like, oh, she's traveling around. She's like, she needs to like, it's a real montage of her doing promo. I mean, UK listeners know, but US listeners, the UK isn't that big. So if you have to like jump on a motorway to go somewhere, I'll take you a couple of hours. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not like she was like traveling, you know, in a bus from yeah. like Whoopi Goldberg style from like New York to California. It's yeah, like she's just like, driving up the M1. From like Rill to Manchester. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh guys, I'm going from Rill to Manchester to, to Bognor Regis to Brighton. The glamour of it all. <laughs> and there's a part here, there seems to be like this, this vague mention that she, like, she really needs the toilet, but she can't quite get to the toilet. Do you see yeah. that as well? Yeah, it was just endless, endless clips of her going, oh, I really need the toilet. Can I just go to the loo before we go on? Couldn't find the toilet. Still haven't been, still haven't been to the toilet. And like a real, a real crowning shot is like her bundle, like getting to a people carrier in a car park. Yeah. And so many shots of her on a flip phone. I mean, oh. shout out to flip phones in this entire episode. Everyone is on a flip phone. Although, <laughs> think- although late, later on, I think, um, Jesse got very excited because I think Michelle has a, a Motorola Razor. Yes, there's there was definitely a scene later on where she's trying. They're showing her taking a picture with it, and I was like, I would love to see the quality of that picture now. <laughs> like a like a really like one of those like like one of those pieces of artwork that's been pixelated on purpose. You know what I mean? When it's blown up, that's what it would look like. <laughs> And there's a lot of, there's kind of a, some conversations with the Intenso project, as I'm now just going to casually drop their name like I could ever say that before. Mm. And lots of conversation with the Intenso project talking about kind of, you know, like, oh, you know, we're getting some good like buzz for the single. Like, I think we're going to do okay. Like, you know, we're doing a lot of gigs. Like Lisa's getting a lot of exposure. Like, I think, I think we're going to be okay. Yeah. 
And then, and then, because they sort of mentioned to her in the back of a car, shout out to to Pizza Hut in the background. You can just see them drive past the Pizza Hut at night, and on some some rather bleak and drizzly UK high street. And they're like, "Oh yeah, we think it could be top 20. And she's like, "Oh no, don't!" And the next day, she like calls manager Nathan, and she's really like unhappy at the thought that it might only get into the top 20 because she says she needs a top 10. Now, can we take a moment to talk about Nathan? Okay, I'm just going to like say this because I didn't remember this at the time. He's really good looking. He is really good looking. Now, at the time as well. Okay, wait a minute. What, so what's his surname again? Nathan. Nathan Moore. I was just going to write Nathan Brother Beyond. Nathan Moore. Yeah, he can join He can join the canon of people that you can put into the song Gimme Moore. Nathan, Nathan Moore. Demi Moore. Mandy, Mandy Moore. Okay, so if he was born in 1965, he would be, during this period, how old would that make him? 40. He's about 40 here. Looks, he looks good, doesn't he? He's hot. I mean, you have to, the 2004 of it all, he is wearing a lot of bad jeans and Burton's menswear, like striped, as we used to call them, going out shirts. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, that's not his fault. That's 2004's fault. Yeah, he's so handsome. Like, I, I feel like the first time I watched this, I didn't really think about that. Maybe I'm just like a sad old desperate queen now. But I was just like, yeah, Nathan, he'd get it. He's hot. But he's he's a he's a complete cheese ball though. Oh, absolutely! And like, I almost feel like he's not her real manager. Like, it feels like, for my cynical TV producer mind, he feels like he was cast in the show to play her manager because he's so kind of he's another like such tragic character on this show that I'm just not sure if he really was her manager. You know, he's like a, he's like a character from The Office. Uh, I mean, this whole show. I, we, there's a scene where they directly film something as if it was in the show The Office later, which is wild. But, you know, I think they filmed someone from behind a plant at one point. And I'm like, this isn't, <laughs> guys, this isn't The Office. Like, we don't have to do this. Well, in, in this scene, so she's in the, 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 the call to Nathan. She's sitting on a sofa. I, shout out to the radiator behind her. There's nothing more UK than like just seeing one of those white radiators on a wall. Do you, do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. even now, if I look at people's Instagram pictures, quite often there's just this giant, like this radiator there, and maybe some like clothes on it drying. Oh yeah, one of those metal racks that you can that you hook to the top oh, of the radiator yeah. so that you can dry stuff over. I I loved a drying rack like that. You can't go wrong with it. <laughs> um, okay, at this point though, whether he's I, I think he is her real manager because at this point, like she's like, you know, Nathan, you got to work hard, or, or he's like, I'm working my butt off, and she's like, yeah, well, Nathan, I give you twenty percent, and then he says, yeah, but Lisa, you haven't signed off on on my latest checks. Oh, so savage, so cutting, and just like exposing her. Just oh, every. I feel like this isn't a great time to bring this up, but a lot of the comparisons of this show is the comeback with Lisa Mm. Kudrow. And just that exchange was the most perfectly written, like dark comedic scene from like something like the comeback or like the office, something like that to be like, oh, this tragic figure is going to complain that her manager's taking money. And they just zing her right back saying, well, actually you haven't paid me. It's just, it's, some of the most like high art I've ever seen. Although all Lisa's conversations with Nathan are high art. Pretty, yeah, they are complete high art. They are. Yeah. It's like Ricky Gervais like wishes he'd written this dialogue, like truly. And the way sometimes <laughs> they overlap just perfectly, just some of the things they say, just, oh, yeah, beautiful. <laughs> okay, anything else in this scene lit? I know. I think I'm ready to move on to quite a beefy. It's almost a scene, oh. actually. The next one. I think we. I think we can safely call this a scene. Okay. Lisa's well, I've. Birthday. Well, I've. I've actually. Well, it's Lisa's birthday, but I've separated separated it into two because I've got birthday prep and birthday. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> well, because you're I right. Mean, I've, I've got. I, I can. I can see in my notes where um where it becomes the birthday because my first <laughs> note is everyone's clothes in capital letters. <laughs> Okay, so in this scene, Lisa is turning 28. We start off, I think they're in a hotel somewhere. And it's this scene where Johnny, her husband, Chantal, is hanging like a happy birthday sign. I've just written Johnny's hair. Yeah, I wrote, let's talk about Johnny's hair. Okay, great. (laughs) (laughs) It's that very like Sonic the Hedgehog kind of spiky middle kind of, it's almost like a mohawk, like a punk mohawk, but it's a little bit more like softer, softer at the sides maybe. And it's very like spiked up and goes all the way down and back. Yeah, a bit mullety at the back. A little bit, yeah. It's, it's hints of mullet going on for sure. I had this hair um, <laughs> thanks to thanks to my beloved GHD mini stylers. They weren't the full size GHDs. <laughs> they were the GHDs that were, they looked like a dolphin's beak. And what I would do, what I would do is I'd wash my hair, I'd just a towel dry it, and then I'd pop in a couple of Paul Mitchell gloss drops just into my hair, just to give it a bit of sheen. And then I would straighten it really severely, get quite hot in the process. Yeah, get that um, dolphin beak on there. <laughs> and then I'd I'd put in put in some sort of wax. Now I'm guessing you didn't have this hair because we've had many a hair convo before. Yeah, as as uh, someone who has uh, basically like almost full afro hair even though i'm only mixed race i couldn't achieve any hairstyle that i wanted during my teen years and my kind of early 20s at this time so yeah i was just gazing at all these kind of you know dolphin beak mullets just with sheer jealousy i just had a shaved head as i've always had because it's all i can have so anyway do you think johnny chantal is good looking he's 2004 (sighs) handsome he's very sure he's He's very sturdy He's of the regions. Oh, he's so of the regions. So yeah, if I was regions. like a if I was like a a young gal from like Liverpool, I'd marry some. I'd want to marry someone that looks like Johnny Chantal. Hair aside, he probably looks identical. But now, well, now, yeah. <laughs> um, one of my favorite things about the uh, this scene lit is uh, Johnny gives Lisa her birthday card. Now. <laughs> She says some. She says one of the most amazing <laughs> lines of comedic comedy ever. As she's opening the card, she goes, "Oh, oh, it's lovely. It's lovely. Is this the one from Smiths?" <laughs> <laughs> Smiths is Smiths. Oh. W H Smiths is like what's that? It's like Hudson News. Yes, it is. Like Hudson News, you get in the airport, and they had a a great. They have a great selection of birthday cards. It's like a. It's like a hallmark kind of sized selection. (laughs) Yes, this scene was also just really sweet. There was a moment as well where she's talking like, she's he. I think he's apologizing for not having got her a gift, and she's like, "Oh, that's all right, love. You've been really busy." And then she's talking about wanting to buy a jacket, and she says, "Oh no, but you know what? It's okay because I want us to go together because I really want your advice on the jacket." They are so sweet together, these they, two. They really, really are sweet. And um, he, this is where he he pops out, isn't it? Because he he goes to leave because that's when she sees the um, the newspaper on the doormat. Did you did you write that bit oh, down? Of course I did. Well, first of all, she cries. This is one of the many other oh, times she course. cries of reading course. the card. And then he's leaving the hotel room, and then she's like, "Oh, look, it's Mylene. That's a good one." And she's got a copy of the Sun newspaper, and Mylene class is on the front cover, topless. She goes, oh, she topless. <laughs> but she's like, she says, that's a good one. 
I think they were at home at this point. I think they were in their front room because were they? They, they were, yeah, they were at home. The, the, the party prep is the next thing we see when they, he's hanging up the banners because they oh, were at I home see. for sure because I wrote down um, that w- I wanted to talk about their light fixtures. <laughs> but the problem is I didn't write down a description of it. So I just, <laughs> I've forgotten what those light fixtures look like, but well, I just sure. want everyone to go back and have a look at them. I'm sure they were beautiful. Also, I I really love if they are at home. I really love um, a bouquet of flowers that's been shoved into a vase. Translation vase, but they haven't taken off the plastic wrapping, so you can barely see the flowers. Do you know what I mean? It was her birthday. She was getting bouquets left, right, and center. Just (laughs) shove it in that vase. So the family are decorating a hotel function room. I would say, yeah. I, I wrote, this is the saddest birthday ever. And you even hear her say that she organized the whole thing herself. She says, she said, I paid, yeah, I did everything myself. And she said, I even got the flights in the hotel. This is clearly at the Malmaison in Manchester. And where are people <laughs> flying think? from? Oh, it's this 100% Malmaison. Do you, Ooh, think it's even, I, do you think it's even as good as that? No, I think we're looking at like, well, actually, yeah, you're right. Because it's kind of like... It's got the like, I'm going to put this in quote marks. It's got the dead funky kind of decor of a Malmaison. You're right. I thought it looked like a little bit more like cheap than that, but actually it's not got the plainness of like a Holiday Inn or a um, a Premier Inn or anything like that. Have, so, have, yeah, I ever right. to- have I ever told you about the time a Malmaison hotel took its revenge on me? <laughs> no, please tell me. So when we were, when I was in Scotland with Jesse a couple of years ago, we drove to Dundee to go to this art, this fancy new Tate art gallery thing. And we're parking the hire car and there's a Malmaison hotel right beside the car park. Now, the Malmaison hotel is like a, maybe like a four-star hotel that has like a very funky style. It's a lot of crushed red velvet and deep purples. And they always have like <laughs> funky metal door handles and everything. So we park the car. I'm like, oh, I fucking hate the Malmaison hotel. There it is. And Jess is like, what's the Malmaison? I describe it to him. I'm like, oh, it's disgusting. Like, it's the right. worst. It's the worst. We then go in to the art gallery have a lovely day have a lovely lunch we get out it's getting dark starts raining and we've got a flat tire i'm like fuck (laughs) so we then have to call like someone to come deal with the car where do we go and seek refuge the fucking malmaison wow so we then have to like sit in the malmaison in dundee in the rain like in the bar just looking out the window as like the sun's going down and like a storm descends at the car that won't work it's like the uh the hotel from the shining it got it's like revenge on you (laughs) I'm um, actually just, writing. I'm actually writing a version of The Shining that is just set in a Malmaison hotel. 100. Like percent The the dulling. <laughs> <laughs> so in the prep, I felt like there was a very important little again some flashes to villain Michelle. Uh. She had some silly string, and she was just she was just so poorly. She was spraying it in such a way where it was like you felt her nasty intentions. It was like, she had it like dripping from a chandelier. It looked like jizz. She was like, at one point trying to spray it on like a, you know, Malmaison piece of artwork. I was like, Michelle, you can't just, you know, I know you're in a rock band, Liberty X, but you can't just trash the, <laughs> trash the Malmaison conference room where Lisa Scott Lee's holding her 28th birthday. But wait a minute, wait a minute. I wonder if Americans know what silly string is. Is that? Yeah, no, they, they have silly string here. Oh, they definitely. do. Also, yeah. the thing is like, no matter what Michelle done, silly string never looks good. It's no. never about the effect of the silly string. It's about no. spraying it. It's the fun bit. Yeah. You don't decorate with silly string. You use silly string in a decorated room to say, we're having fun. But i tell you what you do decorate with. Maybe just like a little packet of like some glittery confetti that you cut open and you just sprinkle on a table. I tell you what, I bet Johnny picked that up in Smith's when he picked up the card. But what the, the problem was is that he didn't pick up enough packets. So what you want is you want like enough. I bet they said they were like little glitter things that said 28. And I bet like 
normally you get enough so it's like, oh my God, this table's covered in like glittery things. But that was a real light smattering, wasn't it? Just a few oh. little glittery 28s on that conference room table. Oh, I know. <laughs> and so, uh, Michelle, Michelle tells Andy off for trying to spray, um, she almost gets it in her hair. Babe, well, she, just, she just washed it. Babe, I just washed it. She got it in that, that really long, too long uh, pigtails. Yeah. Just again, being like, oh, you might be 28, but I'm like 20, I'm girlish and like 23, Lisa. <laughs> evil michelle <laughs> so then lisa's getting ready for her night out uh well getting ready for the the big birthday for the big 28th birthday bash talking um, to that blonde that blonde friend who i feel like we see quite a bit of her i didn't actually quite catch her name i don't know if you no. did i i didn't but we, we get we get a bit more of her later so we give her a name what's a name that goes with her look um mandy i was gonna say sarah sarah or mandy we should call her Sarah Mandy. Sarah Mandy. Okay, so Sarah <laughs> Mandy's with her. Um, yeah. They arrive, so she arrives at the Overlit Function Room at the Malmaison in Manchester. They just like, they have like a fun evening. Now, we need to talk about her dad, Tony Scott Lee. <laughs> oh, God. He's a bit of a, like, he's there wearing his like wacky green wig. He's a bit of a, he's, he's kind of like he's, a character from a pantomime. Yeah, he's an odd dog. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if this if this is a kind of piece of you know the office, the comeback kind of reality high art, then he's yeah, that's a great piece of casting for for Tony Scott Lee. What a weirdo! <laughs> what a weirdo! Nice, I think. Nice man, I th- I think. Seems nice, seems caring, but yeah, there's something going on underneath the surface that I really don't trust. And uh, nothing nothing says this show more than the moment where he stands up at Lisa's birthday to give her a toast, raises a glass of what I can only imagine is Asti. No, I th- I think she's bought. No, no, no. I think she's bought Moe. I think she's a hundred percent bought Moe in right. those really thick, like Moe in really thick um, champagne glasses. That's how it's yeah. served. You know what and, I mean? Um, yeah. And he stands up with his thick, thick, thick glass Moe and just kind of goes, "Oh yeah, you know, happy birthday, Lisa," and sits down. And everyone's everyone like toast and starts clapping. You just hear her go, "Dad, you can't. Can you not say a bit more than that?" Oh, yeah. rubbish. And he's that's like, boring. oh, that's fine. He's like, that's really boring. He goes, that's fine. <laughs> it's just like, no one around her wants to give her. And it's hard to tell whether she's just like, maybe, you know, the things that we don't see are like, obviously people actually being nice to her and her family and and her friends. Or, you know, is it that thing of like, has she acted, did she act like such a diva during her steps time that, that everyone around her seems to be really reveling in her failure? And, you know, no one seems to want to give her the satisfaction of saying anything nice to her or being nice to her in any way possible. Well, no, her dad is uh, her dad. I just thought that was a real dad moment. That's like something yeah, my dad just, would have done. Just like, yeah. cheer, cheers, my guy. And I'd be like, dad, it's, it's like my wedding day or like, well, dad, that, I, I was, it's my, I was just born. I've just yeah. been born and you've just gone cheers. Do you know what I mean? I, I would say as well, it's like, it's your 28th birthday. Like who cares? Like what, oh, that's what do you want to do a speech about like the landmark that is 28? I don't think so. Well, she's paid, but she's paid for it. She's paid for those rooms and those flights. Where were those flights from? <laughs> Where That's are those I flights know. from? Do you think it was like London, you know, London kind of to Manchester, maybe Norwich to Manchester, like, you know, Liverpool to Manchester. That's a real a hop, skip and a, a, just a leap, isn't it? Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> so at that point, Johnny comes in wearing a brown leather biker jacket and he presents a cake, doesn't he? That cake. What so was the cake, cake, the cake, it it had a fig, an icing figurine of Lisa on top, wearing her outfit from the Get It On music video, and <laughs> there was the Ministry of Sound logo and icing in the back as well. <laughs> was she on a throne? Oh, I don't know. She's on something. I think she's on a throne. 
also it's worth noting she's wearing a tiara to this birthday isn't she oh she's wearing a tiara people in the room are wearing those really kind of plastic celebratory hats it's all go there's a lot of like this is a very uk reference but there's a lot of smithies action isn't there Remember Smithies, <laughs> Part, like basically Party City. They've yes. been to Party City. Yeah, Smithies is the, definitely the UK equivalent of Party City. A lot of like a lot of cheap like orange wigs that people have put out, and yeah, there's lots of really quick shots of people having in quote marks fun. Well, <laughs> fun, and also slightly murky brown shots. Yeah, what do you think that was? I think it was I like could, I could work it maybe. Out. What were those? What were the very like two thousands shots? It was kind of like do you remember AfterShock? Oh. Aftershock I, was like menthol. It was so disgusting. It's like is medicinal. It like, I don't know if this is quite the period yet, but was it like Golschlanger? That's no Golschlager was Golschlager. no no Golschlager. <laughs> Golschlager was my brother's like favorite shot to do at that time because it had real gold flakes in it. And you know my brother <laughs> has always been the bougiest bitch on the block, and he was like, "Oh, we should have Golschlager. It's got real gold flakes in it." I couldn't. I don't know what these shots were because also I thought, oh, maybe it's like that horrible kind of very brown tequila you would drink in the UK, but no one was. No one had like salt and lime, yeah. so I, I've known what it was. Shout and out though too- to the the party guest. There was the party guest shot for she's in the, the the function suite the function room she does a shot and she's got a cigarette in the other hand and she's indoors and it's 2004 oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah she's really that she's on the cusp of the smoking ban so we oh, can yeah. still smoke at that point because that was after uni that the smoking ban came in oh and it's too right. it's too early for jägermeister as well isn't it jägermeister's further down the line as a shot oh yes i just i don't know what it is Oh God! I bet knowing knowing the Scott Lee clan, it was like, do you remember those all those shots that were like cola flavored and like ras like apple sours? I bet it was like a cola that aren't even real like alcohol. They're kind of like sugar and then like one little drop of alcohol. Anyway, mm. so she has a lovely time. Well, she she does. She also has a wee after party in her room upstairs, and she's she sitting there with <laughs> um, <laughs> with Sarah Mandy. What's her name? Mandy Sarah. Sarah Mandy. Sarah Mandy. Sarah Mandy. And she's just saying like, "Oh yeah, Johnny calls me a baby wife. I like being a baby wife because I don't feel like an adult and I don't feel like a wife." And Sarah Mandy just turns around and says, "You're both, babe." <laughs> that that little that little after party just her curled up on a couch and Sarah Mandy and Johnny sitting on the ground just looking at her. I was like, "Oh wow." It's 28, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> now we get to my favorite scene of this whole entire episode. Oh, take it away. The morning after. <laughs> we cut to, smash cut to Lisa and Johnny in bed, the Malmaison or the Holiday Inn, wherever they are. She just goes, oh, babe, get us some tablets. <laughs> now we need to talk about this scene. This scene is definitely what I've dubbed. The saga of the tablets. <laughs> so Lisa needs her tablets. Now, you know, in the US, they'd be like, get me a Tylenol, blah, 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 blah. But in, back at home, you just say, get me some tablets. Everyone knows what that means. It's paracetamol, aspirin, whatever you want. Ibuprofen. Ibuprofen. You know, if you're smart, you'll have a paracetamol and an ibuprofen because you can take both at the same time. <laughs> so what happens now is Johnny's like, okay, great. Johnny's also complaining that he's hungover and he's like, oh, what, what, what? Eventually, he goes rooting around in their suitcase. And what does he give her? An empty packet of tablets. <laughs> oh, babe, it's empty. Why would you give me an empty packet, babe? <laughs> just it's, like, these... it's like dangling a carrot. <laughs> this writing is just, just, 
who wrote that line for her? Just like so dangling a carrot. And she's and she's still got her her voice is really croaky because she's had those corky shots the night before as they've now come in my head. Corkies. Corkies! That's exactly the shot I was trying to say to you. Corkies, you fucking got it. Corkies. <laughs> Corkies! Shout, shout out to the Corkies cream egg shots that we did at university. Oh my god. If anyone if anyone wants to ship, you know, some corkies to our P.O. box that we don't have. Do it. <laughs> oh, so she's got a super croaky voice. She's also got um, her tiara still on as well. Oh yeah. Um, and then we, but then we also someone else is waking up, and that's another couple, Michelle and Andy. <laughs> yeah. So this is this is another villain turn from Michelle. This time she's taken down a different Scotley family member, her boyfriend Andy. She's you know he's in bed, kind of going like, oh god, you know. Again, he'd been hit by the corkies as well, and then she just comes out with a pair of his pants you know, UK, US translation underpants. She's like, oh, babe, babe, your pants are, your pants are on the floor. Your dirty pants. And then what, then what ensues some really bad writing, I would say with the Johnny and Lisa scene, high art, this scene, the writing very thin, just a real read thin back and forth between them about whether his pants are clean or not. Yeah. Is Andy fit? He is the biggest example of 2004 sexy. Or attractive. Like his hair is structured in a way that you'd never see a hairstyle. There's so many angles and swoops happening and like peaks and peaks and valleys. He's got those like very too large cubic zirconia earrings. Oh yeah. Um, he loves like a, he wears a lot of like, I think of it as like a fancy like Burton's jumper that's thin with nothing underneath. So it's a V-neck, a thin V-neck fancy jumper that I think most people would have worn with like a shirt underneath to like the office, but he just wears them with nothing underneath to show his little chest. Yeah. Really, really like shows off his silhouette. Yeah, he does. He loves, he is a big fan of his decolletage actually, Andy Scott. Oh he, yeah. He does he a lot sure of that. Is. He's got very, I, very dark hair and he's very tanned as well. Yeah. He's very like boy band. He's 2000s boy band attractive for sure. Like once you, if you look too closely, you start to really see the real him, but like in in motion, you're like, oh, he's cute, and then he's gone, and you're like, oh, he's gone. He's he must have been cute. I mean, after a couple of quirky shots, yeah. <laughs> right. Should we should we move on to the next scene? Lit. What did you well, call this one? I called this two days to single release. I called this one back on the road. <laughs> oh. <laughs> This is where we really, they're really starting to just savage her, like at every possible turn that they can. The first thing we see of her back on the road, so it's like two days to single release. It's like, okay, pressure's really on. First thing you hear is her just being like, they've got the wrong version of the song. Because <laughs> she's backstage. This is G-A-Y, isn't it? For sure. If it's not G-A-Y, it's another regional gay club, like a big I'm, regional gay club. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's G-A-Y, which for listeners out there, was a big legendary club night in London that Fraser and I definitely went to a few times before it got oh, yeah. knocked down to build a train station. What's she wearing? Let's talk so about she, this outfit. So it she's cuts wearing two outfits. Well, I've I've worked it out. I've worked okay. out. Okay, so initially she's wearing Lisa's wearing this kind of like very shiny hot pink outfit that's got lots of cutouts and she's got one matching shiny pink glove but then on top i think she's wearing a rainbow dress i think halfway through her performance she tears away oh it's a all reveal I, I think it's a reveal all i know is she's got her gay friend there and the gay friend claims the outfit was their idea from when they got drunk at the ivy yes i loved that i loved that did you did you also see that when she went on stage she was carrying her handbag mm. 
Totally made a note of that. Just carrying a yeah. mic in one hand, handbag in the other. And you know what? You know who else did, used to do that? Aretha Franklin. Because Aretha Franklin famously would get paid in cash for every performance. She would put the cash in her handbag and she would take the handbag on stage with her. And I'm talking like right up until she died. So any performance you see, she comes on with a handbag and puts it down next to the piano. And that's filled with the cash that she's getting paid for the gig. So I th- I'd like to think that uh, Lisa Scott Lee was taking inspiration from Aretha and she got paid the, what do we think, the paltry, what are we thinking for her cl- for her appearance at GAY? Do you think she did it for free for promo or do you think she got an appearance fee? Oh, I think she got an appearance fee. Because she was performs, like, yeah. Like a devastating she- amount of like 500 pounds. 500, maybe a thousand. Yeah, something like that. Because a lot of people would go to those how much how much did we pay to get into that club night do you think like eight pounds yeah it was like yeah a lot for how old we were at the time for sure i would yeah. i thought of eight pounds as a very premium club entry price because most of the time i wanted to get in for free or three pounds like max so well yeah Especially- there's a lot of like backstage chat going on she's kind of yeah. getting ready to go on stage so there's this guy i don't know who he is this random guy and he's talking a lot like to Nathan, the manager, saying, well, I mean, the thing is with Lisa, with this single, you've got the, you know, the Ministry of Sound clubbers who are going to buy it. You've got the Steps fans who are going to buy it. And then you've got all these new fans. Obviously, you've got the new fans who are going to buy the single as well. So all <laughs> that's going on. But then Nathan replies by saying, yeah, no, that's true. We've had good press, but we, we haven't been able to get it on the box. Oh, that's an important thing to get it on. And mm-hmm. listeners, he's not just talking about the box as in the television. He's talking about the box, the music channel. Very important music channel. I feel like it was number 499 on Sky. I feel like, I think it was 499 or 409. I think you had to put that in to get the box. Got it. It was just, <laughs> just yeah, just little... another music, just another music channel. I mean, I know well, you spent a lot of your parents' money, like calling up the box. <laughs> now, this is a little quiz for you. What was the song? I've told you this story on, on mic and off mic. What was the song that I got into trouble for ordering on the box? <laughs> oh, oh, you've t- oh, give me a clue. Give me a clue um we've, we've said her name in this podcast so far mandy moore candy oh okay <laughs> thanks okay. to us mandy sarah sarah mandy sarah mandy okay lisa hops up on stage with her handbag full of that 1500 pounds um and she performs yeah seems she to performs. go smoothly seems to like the crowd seemed like they don't really care because the thing about those uh, like GAY club performances everyone's wasted so like and those performances always happen at like midnight so like everyone's just like oh yeah this is going to that's just great i did want to highlight her final pose did you catch that so like i did the, the final song she just kind of goes like get it on and she's standing there sort of like half crouched down it was <laughs> yeah, very it was, strange it was very un- it was the kind of thing where if you if you were in concert and you freeze for and you froze like that and the lights went down and you walked off, it would be fine. But that she seemed to be playing under what I can only describe as just the house lights. <laughs> so it was like crouch down, then just get up in front of everyone and walk off. Don't forget your bag. <laughs> don't forget your bag. Oh, don't forget that one thousand two fifty in cash. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, she comes off stage and she's just like, you can tell that everyone's trying to like be nice and be like, oh, that was great. And she's like. Well, that felt shit. That just felt really shit. The crowd just like wasn't interested, and I just this is like the millionth time my heart broke for her in this episode. I know because she's not wrong. It did. No. She didn't get a great reaction. She really didn't. Okay, but meanwhile, Johnny, husband Johnny, he just wants to go home and have sex because he hasn't seen her for a week. Oh, babe, you can't say that in front of everyone. It's so rude, she, babe. Can't, can't say my dad's over there, and her dad, her dad's like, what? And she's like, nothing. 
So, okay, so then she, she heads outside. Um, as she's heading outside, you can just see her saying, let's go home to bed and have a bottle of wine, yeah? Yeah, she literally goes, let's go home and have a bottle of wine. <laughs> she really clarifies that she's going to drink the entire bottle. <laughs> Uh, or a bottle of plug for Lisa. Oh, what, kind of, what, 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 what wine do you think she drinks? Oh, like an, an Oyster Blossom Bay. Hill? Oyster Bay, Blossom Hill. <laughs> or you can you, you can just imagine her having. I think Blossom Hill came out with like a peach flavored wine once. I can really imagine her being like, "Oh, babe, babe, should we get that peach Blossom Hill? Give it a try." Mm. <laughs> On the way out, she's yeah. This is definitely gay because she's then out in the street. It looks like those. Those uh, alleyways that we spent many a night just like tumbling around back in yeah. the day. Especially um, like she... there's a lot of those alleyways where you you end up like stumbling around once you either didn't get in or you get like kicked out. You get put into those alleyways. Oh, yeah. Just like working. Like, is it this way? Is it that way? I can't remember which turn it is. Yeah, <laughs> totally. All, all demolished. Again, all demolished for that train station that I don't think is open yet. One day. Right. Um, so yeah, this is the moment. So she's out in the street, fans want photos, and she's signing a copy of something, isn't she, Fraser? <laughs> she goes, oh, you bought Lately? <laughs> <laughs> lately, I've been going down the baby. No. So a fan wants her to sign a copy of one of her old singles. Not the current <laughs> single that is coming out in like, what, two days, two weeks? Two days. She's like, no, the old single. Lately. Um, and then, and then as well, as she's like stumbling off to go get that bottle of wine, stumbling down that alleyway, she's like, oh, there's a urinal in the street. I grouped this kind of next, these scenelets together next, which is um, talking about, I called it talking about Andy and Michelle getting engaged. A yeah. clunky title for the scenelet, but this was just really what the overarching theme of these next little mini scenelets were about. <laughs> yeah, these are like three mini scenelets intercut. <laughs> yeah. So... This is where Nathan makes his first reference to being in Brother Beyond and makes one of maybe 5,000 references to the rest of this series of saying, oh, well, you know, when I was in a band. <laughs> yeah, because him and Andy are having a sit-down chat, talking about marriage, talking about, you know, oh, wait, Nathan's very like, wait, Andy, you're not you're not going to get engaged. Are you? You're not going to get married. Are you? you're, you're not getting married. And Andy's like, well, obviously, the thing is, you know, at the end of the day, using all those wonderful British terms. At the end of the day. At the end of the day, obviously, you know. Not being funny. Not being funny, right? Not being funny, but um, he and Michelle have been together two and a half years, but he wants to get his career sorted first because Michelle's sorted. She sure is with Liberty X, the band. So he wants to get his career sorted first. Then, intercut with that, we've got um, Michelle and Andy just chatting away as well. Now, this scene, Michelle, I think she's in her leopard print pajamas on a bed, surrounded by shit. 100%. Just rifle. They're just covered with that a bed is just covered in like crap she's got like piles of this and she's rifling through like letters and bills you know look at her flip phone wearing those those gorgeous leopard print pajamas i was very envious of them i was like oh yeah like a miss like a miss 60 or like a jane norman set of uh mm. leopard print pajamas high they'd end a, you know they'd make a really good gift do you know what i mean <laughs> really good gift <laughs> now so, well, wait, 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 wait. No. before we before we get to it. Meanwhile, Andy's Andy's <laughs> because I know where you're going. Andy Andy's ironing. She's in the bed. What's in the background? What's in the background? I believe is a portable sunbed, which I believe Michelle and Andy's got. Michelle and Andy get into bed at night and sleep under a sunbed. <laughs> Because it's just like it's just like a sunbed canopy. It's not a full sunbed. It's like a, a sunbed canopy that you could like wheel over and then just put over your bed. 
Yeah, so you'd have to you'd have to turn if you wanted to make sure your back got tanned. Yeah. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. Like they're they're a tiny little like one bedroom apartment in like wherever they live in like you know, Media City, Salford Keys in Manchester. And it's like one one huge part of their room is taken up with this giant portable sunbed. <laughs> so they're oh, babe, so I'm, they're... babe, I'm just gonna do some tanning. All right, babe, I'll do the ironing. All right, babe, yeah, you tan, babe. Oh babe, no babe, move over. I need to get my back tan. Oh move over, it's time for my front. Yeah, a lot of that going on, I can imagine. <laughs> Meanwhile, the third scene that's going on in this little kind of intricate <laughs> montage area is Lisa arranging some flowers. <laughs> I love this so much. So this was Tony and Johnny talking about kind of, you know, and and Lisa all talking about Andy and Michelle's relationship. And they're like, oh, should they get engaged? Should they not? And, you know, there's a lot of that kind of very, this is very kind of totally Scotly, that kind of talk of like, oh, you know, Andy's just not very mature and she's just mature. And Johnny's like, oh, babe, you're going to say that thing, you know, about how how women are more mature than men. (laughs) Oh, women, eh? And like him and Tony are like, oh, yeah, well, yeah. Just all of this kind of low level, like nothing is interesting happening. Yeah. (laughs) And while this is happening, Lisa's arranging some flowers. And you know, there's this. Well, she got she got all those flowers for her birthday, and they've probably still been in that cellophane since last week. And then we get to just the cherry on top of this multiple scene lit is just they finish talking. You know, they talk about the engagement. Are they going to do it? Who actually cares? (laughs) Cherry on top of this scene. She picks up the vase, turns to (laughs) turns to Tony and Johnny. She goes. Look, guys, what do you think? They both they both gonna go. Yeah, yeah, all right, yeah. She goes, oh, babe, they look great. <laughs> Scene done. <laughs> just like this is what we're dealing with. High art. Just, <laughs> I just, I, I literally was guffawed out loud at that little exchange, and it was nothing. It was everything. Okay. This all led up. This all led up to the scene, the meaty scene, not a scene lit, the scene that I'm just referring to as the midweek chart. I I believe I named the scene lit this exact same. And my first note is the most devastating scene. So this is kind of like, I would say, you know, for people who don't remember, people who only vaguely remember the show Totally Scotly, every moment they remember from the show is from the midweek charts devastating scene lit yeah right i would say because this this whole episode was technically a pilot okay so they made this pilot they clearly watched it internally at mtv uk and then decided to pick up and make the rest of the season slash series based on this one episode i think this is the scene that did it okay We'll start out with Lisa's outfit because this is because this is the clip everyone remembers. It's the most iconic outfit from Totally Scott Lee. Yeah. What's she wearing? Describe it to me. All I all I know is that I don't know. I think she's wearing jeans and maybe a white top, but all I know is she's wearing a glittery lilac furry shrug. Is yeah, it a it's shrug? like a bolero. It's a bolero or a shrug. And it's it's kind of like a, a purpley, feathery like number, but also there's some kind of silvery sequins on it as well. I, I actually wrote Lisa's outfit and styling in this scene is iconic. <laughs> well, she's ha- well, she's also done her hair. Her hair is, her hair is done. I was going to she's she used a dolphin's beak on that big time. Maybe even bigger than that. <laughs> dolphin's like, well, a dolphin's beak, it was very, my dolphin's beak mini GHD stylers um, go out and get them. <laughs> they, they were very versatile because you could, if you had longer hair like Lisa, like lovely Lisa, you could wrap your hair around it and do like ringlets and curls. So I think that's what she's done. <laughs> I'm sorry. Dolphin speak really got me. 
I don't know if you know this, but I'm actually also a beauty vlogger, and I've got a whole vlog just dedicated to the Dolphin Speak GHD mini stylers, and I just do different styles because they're so versatile. That Dolphin Speak. <laughs> okay, let's okay, let's move on. So. The whole point of this scenelet is that they've gathered to hear the midweek chart results. So at this point in time, mm-hmm. in 2004, the top 10 chart was still, you know, a very important thing for the music industry because it's like single sales. People were still physically buying CDs. This is like a big deal. And then I think Tuesday nights is where you would find out how your single was yeah. it Tuesday that they talk about it, don't they? Yes, Tuesday. Well, I was trying to work it out. So I think the way it used to work was did a, did a song come out on Saturday? Is that when it came mm. out? Or did a song come I, out on Sunday? And then, I, I, here's it. Here's what I think it is. Okay. I think a song, no, I don't remember. Because I was <laughs> thinking, because I was thinking the song, the official chart was on Sundays. Yes, of course. <laughs> Who could forget? So yeah, a song must have come out on Monday. But then, wow, so, so basically the middle chart you... is only based on one day? Yeah, that's mm. crazy. Huh. Well, any, any musos out there, any Zane Lowe fans? You know, or Zane Lowe. If Zane Lowe could get in touch, apologize, and also just let us know about the midweek chart from 2004, that'd be great. Yeah, get on the right side of history, Zane. Okay, so yeah, so this is where they're all gathering to hear where Get It On <laughs> placed in the midweek charts. Oh, Lord. Okay. Because the so midweek charts would give you like an indicator of where you were going to go in on the Sunday charts. So it was just like a, it was like a heads up and it was just for the industry. No one really, no one else really knew what was going on with the midweek charts. It was kind of just like industry level. Now at yeah. this point, Lisa, like the family around Nathan's there. Um, and Lisa's saying that she's gutted that if the song goes in lower than 15, by that she means yeah. if it goes in higher than like worse than 15 so yeah yeah, she's saying she's gonna be gutted if it goes lower than 15 you know there's a lot of like she's like oh i can't eat i'm too nervous she's having like some buttered toast i think yeah she's having a little nibble and she's got she's all she's all like dressed up as well i think because she's she's got like more promo to do later because remember it's just tuesday so she's still got more promo and stuff to do well boy does she have some tv promo to do that we see at the end oh yeah we'll get to it tears of a clown scene from the final devastating shot okay so Nathan, sexy Nathan is, you know, his, his flip phone rings and he gets on the phone and he's like, okay, 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 okay. And they just keep cutting to Lisa and she's looking more and more like nervous. And then she just, she goes, it's not good. I can tell it's not good. It's not good. And I think Sarah Mandy was knocking around in the kitchen as well. Or someone was, there was some other chick there. Let's just call mm-hmm. them all Sarah Mandy. So Sarah, mm-hmm. Ma- there's Sarah Mandy and like Johnny and Tony and sexy Nathan. And then here we go. What number is it at? Nath, just tell me. It's 23. Oh, that's shit. Oh, that's shit. That's really shit. No, it's really oh, shit, guys. That's really shit, guys. No, it's really shit. <laughs> and then and then Tony, her dad Tony says, Oh, don't worry, love. <laughs> and then Nathan says the iconic line. Okay, well, you know, there's a lot going on on in the charts this week. You were just behind Lincoln Park. <laughs> and and just... he and he just behind Lincoln Park. And he's saying as well, you know. You know, we didn't get, you know, much radio play that we suffered from the box not getting on. Didn't have much radio play. And then the iconic line comes out from Lisa. Oh, but, but we were B-list at Capital. <laughs> can you explain Can you explain what that is to, so to, to both a, the UK, the US, everyone listening? So Capital is Capital Radio, which is a radio station in the UK. And they have different tiers of songs that get played on a rotation. So if you're A-list, your song gets played like 
a million times a day. And if you're B-list, it gets paid like, what, like once every two days or something? <laughs> B-list isn't bad. I, it's like, yeah. imagine if like A-list means you're played, you know, a hundred times a day. B-list, like you're paid, played 50 times a day. Yeah. I'm making up numbers, <laughs> but it's something like that. Again, yeah. Zane Lowe, get on the right side of history and tell us about A-list and B-list. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Zane. Um, but yeah, but that is like the mo- that's the most iconic line from this whole series, isn't it? It it really is. And actually, after she utters that line, she has to go out into the hall to like really get herself together. And at this point, I don't know if you noticed that they had like a plinth with like a gold vase slash vase on it, and inside the gold vase was um like gold spray painted twigs. Did you notice that? Oh, love! Oh, you know I love a decorative twig. It was like a gold spray painted decorative twig on a plinth. So you really like, they weren't just on the ground. They were like at eye level. You need to look at these. But gold wait, I'm not, d- I'm not, di- I'm not there yet because also in the background of the scene, which is t- like her, Nathan and Tony are all like, Tony's crouched down. Hope his knees are okay. Like, you know, beside Lisa in the background, don't know if you noticed was the cake topper, the icing cake topper from her birthday. Oh God! Just so in the sad. background, there's like little, there's like little Lisa and her get it on outfit beside the the Ministry of Sound logo, just like in the background, just watching over the situation. I just, I God. love that. They brought that cake back from the Malmaison onto their house. Oh, so tra- traveled, traveled really well. I don't know how they did that. Traveled really well, particularly because they were flying as well as we full well know. <laughs> so you're, but you're right. She does. She does go into the. Um, she does go into the hallway, um, and she calls Johnny. She's in tears, and she's saying like, you know, six months for twenty three is just not worth it. That's what she's saying. Yeah. All self funded. This, this is rough. Like this. This whole scene is so rough. Like it's something that gets laughed at a lot, but like to watch to watch someone fail, you know, in after being so successful is just so devastating. And yeah. then this show, like you could tell that whoever like behind the scenes was just like, we got it. We got to Let's make this whole show and humiliate her. I know. <laughs> so I know. Mean. It's just, it's just not, here's the thing. Like she's not, it's just not nice watching someone that upset. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the rest of this kind of, you know, Lisa Kudrow and the comeback stuff that happens is very funny, but that scene itself is not fun to watch. It's, it's kind of mean and, and mean spirited. So yeah. And then she's kind of, I'm just, I just, I'm just flicking through. I've actually got it on in the background. I'm looking at that spray painted gold vase slash vase with the the gold sticks. Now I will tell you something, as we, we mentioned the changing room episode of uh, You're Welcome America, decorative sticks are a bit of a struggle because you can't really dust them. You just have to throw them out and spray another set, I think. Spray another set. Use them as kindling in your fire. Oh, not in California. <laughs> Don't want to, you know, trigger. Um, yeah. But in the UK, use that as kindling, you know, because you might not want to turn on your radiator. <laughs> and then this is when she kind of says like, oh, well, I've got to go and do TV now. And I really don't want to go and do TV and like do promotion when I know it's doing so shit, which is also really harsh. And then mm-hmm. they cut to the final like scene of this show is her on TRL, is it? TRL in the UK, they're in the yeah. TRL studios in Leicester Square. Yeah. And you can see Dave, in the back Dave Barry D- and uh, Alex Zane. Alex so Zane. Zanes. And Zanes then in the, in the background, UK. much like in the TRL studio in the US, it was like in, you know, in Times Square and you looked over Times Square. The TRL studio in London overlooked um, Leicester Square. So you can see <laughs> through the window bustling Leicester Square, including Angus Aberdeen Steakhouse. <laughs> 
yeah and they show her on trl and it's like the saddest thing because she's you've just seen her like life falling apart and then she's on there like smiling and laughing with dave berry and alex zane and it's literally like it is like a tears of a clown like it just i felt like they were just they just play like a song over the top of it and it's just like look at this woman's crushed dreams while she has to pretend she's having a good time oof my goof Okay, so yeah, at the end of the scene, we've got Lisa, you know, she's she's pepped herself up because she is, it's very like stage school performer of her. She's like pepped herself up. She's redone her makeup and she's like, okay, when you film me in six months time, it's going to be back to square one. I need to reinvent myself. I need to come up with a new sound. You know, it's hard work. It's blood, sweat and tears. <laughs> yeah, another one of our famous quotes from the uh, the credits of this uh, this podcast. It's very blood, podcast. sweat, and tears. It's blood, sweat, and tears. <laughs> I mean, it's Is certainly it? tears. It's tears, yeah. tears, and tears. <laughs> I'd say I'm not seeing any blood and barely breaking a sweat on those uh, get it on dance moves. <laughs> and then at the end of the episode, we see coming up next time. I just made a couple yeah. of bullet points. We've got Lisa Go on it. a train. We've got Lisa on a train speaking to Nathan oh. on the phone. I, I mean, the fact that. She, we're talking about that. We'll get to that in the next episode, but she is in first class. I can tell she's got that little, like, you know, little thing in the seat that says first class on that pendolino yeah, line. Is, yeah. You, you can only get a, sing, a single seat on that. The Virgin Pendolino. <laughs> <laughs> We've also got a shot of Andy signing a record deal. Good for him. Yep. Very yeah. exciting. And then we've got a shot of Lisa crying once again. She's saying a tearful farewell to Johnny who's going away for two weeks. Oh, and we'll talk about where he's going on the next episode. <laughs> Strap on some <laughs> wheels. So that's the end of oh. episode one of Totally Scott Lee. Woo. Oh my God. What a, what a fucking roller coaster. That was a wild ride, right? What? So the show is called Totally Scott Lee. I want us to come up with a name of every episode, a totally name, like totally something. What do you think the totally name of this episode would be? I think this one has to be totally B-list at Capital. <gasps> oh, that's good. I was going to say totally set up. As in like <laughs> just MTV UK are setting up. But I think you're, you're right. Totally B-list at Capital. Because that's <laughs> everything. She is yeah. B-list. She's solidly B-list. She'll always yep. be there. Fine. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this first episode. So uh, we're going to be having a new episode of Your Welcome America coming out on Wednesday, mm-hmm. and next Monday will be and, and next Monday will be episode two of Your Welcome America presents Totally Scott Lee. It sure will. In the meantime, please get in touch on our IG, just in the usual Your Welcome America Instagram account. Rate, review us on podcasts, listen to us on Spotify, <laughs> do whatever you need to do, and come on, we need to get to double figures on our Twitter. Please get in touch on our Twitter. <laughs> you're welcome you are welcome usa on twitter okay and you just remember you can watch episode two of totally scott lee on youtube so run along and feast your eyes on that virgin pendolino line the main star of episode two (laughs) Mm -hmm. okay you're totally welcome bye oh that's shit Uh, i've got to be honest i think that a lot of the time they don't seem to like you there's a lot of hard work and there'll be it's blood sweat and tears i don't know you know if i suddenly get a guitar out is, is it believable 23 oh, that's really shit